Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Terrence Mathis, former Atlanta Falcon wide receiver, and you are listening to The Jake Brown Show. And welcome to The Jake Brown Show, everybody. CBS Radio's play.it slash Jake Brown, iTunes, Spotify, Stitchers, where you find us. We're keeping the Super Bowl theme going. You heard former Falcon Eric Coleman. Uh, we'll chat later on with the former kicker of that 98 Falcons team, Warren Anderson. But right now we're going to talk with one of the stars of that 98 team. This guy was a pass-catching machine, Terrence Mathis. What's good, man? Hey, man. How you doing? Everything's well. I'm doing well. Your squad, they're back for the first time since then. I mean, a lot of emotions got to be running through uh, you here. You play with them for eight seasons. I mean, this has to be special. It is very special. You know, it's been 18 years since this franchise has been back to the Super Bowl, and the city is is on fire right now, and it's all about the Falcons. Are you reminiscent at all? Like, when when this happens, are you, are you looking back to – 98 and that 14 and 2 team and kind of taking a trip down memory lane almost every day we mm-hmm. even went back and looked at some pictures and uh was knowing exactly when the picture was taken we knew exactly who was there it was just you know sitting at home with my wife and and we just reminisced that whole week the, the day of and things that occurred afterwards i mean it's just it seemed like it was just yesterday how special has this team been? Uh, and just the rise of Matt Ryan and had plenty of naysayers coming into this year after having the worst year of his career last year. Uh, how cool has it been to watch this team uh, put together just a ton of points and now uh, work their way to the Super Bowl? It's been very special. You know, after week 10, I've seen something special in this team. You know, it was comparable to the 98 team. Matt Ryan has matured and become one of the top top five quarterbacks in the league today. And and the thing is, Dan Quinn got them playing at a different level. They're playing for each other, and they're loving each other. They, you know, they, they look out for each other. I just I just love watching this team play. What's different between Dan Quinn and the other Dan that you had, Dan Reeves? Well, I don't see any difference. It's hmm. just age. You know, I would you know I tell people you have a players coach. When you have a players coach who treat players like men and let them own the team, it's their team. And that's what Dan Reeves did for us. You know, it's your team. You you um, police your team, and we're gonna just give you what we think will help you be successful. And you just go out and execute and have fun doing it. And that's and that's what Dan Quinn is doing with this team. It's interesting when you compare the two. Your team, you can't really say had a ton of superstars. You had Jamal right. Anderson, you had you, right. but it was kind of a ragtag kind of team that made it. Where this year you have a. Julio Jones, you have Beasley with the sack machine, you have a Devontae Freeman. It's kind of it's like two completely different teams in a sense of star power, right? It is. It is. I, I think we, we we were a team that was made up of first of all a lot of guys who played in the Super Bowl, and then you had a lot of guys that had experience and playoff experience, and you had a lot of young guys that just uh, matured at the right time. And I think this team is just. Uh, They've been together for for a little bit. You have some young guys, but you have some guys that 
that's played a lot of football and have a lot of experience. And, and then when you have a coach that's been there and know how to prepare teams to get there, um, and like you said, they have star power. And, and uh, you know, the thing is is that you ha- in today's game, you got to have stars. you got to have, um, especially offensively, you got to have three-headed monster, which right now they offensively they have so many weapons. It's just incredible. Do you rank Julio Jones amongst some of the all-time greats, at least when it's all said and done? Well, you know, I, you know, people always ask me, who do you compare him to um, today or in the past? And and people go, wow, you you give him that high regard, and I compare him to Jerry Rice. You know, he's he's bigger than Jerry Rice, faster than Jerry Rice, but he does the things that Jerry did. Jerry can catch balls on the in, inside, outside. Jerry can play in the slot outside. Jerry catches the ball well and run after catch, and he blocks downfield. And that is Julio Jones today. Not just Julio Jones. It's crazy when they when they throw the stat out there, Terrence, when they say 13 guys have caught a touchdown from Matt Ryan. That's kind of unheard of. It, it is. But, you know, the thing is uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan does a great job of, of game planning, and, and they know that. People are going to try to stop Julio Jones, and the other guys um, find a way to step up, and they have, and and they stepped up and stepped up big. What what is what is it about the Falcons? Obviously, you played your most seasons there, so you're drawn to them more. But what is it about them and the franchise and the organization and the fan base uh, that makes you that makes you connect with them more than say the Steelers and Jets? It's a family. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really a family, and this is a city that's starving for a champion. And it's been a long time since there had been a champion in this city. It's been what the Braves years ago. Mm-hmm. So this team is starving for a champion, and, and and they want success. They want something to brag about. And then you know, it's it's inclusive. You know, it's like, and it's strange to say it. It's an old cliche. It's like. It's like the Atlanta fan base against everybody else because, you know, there are people out there up until playoff time that uh, the Falcons weren't getting any attention. Everybody was talking about the other elite teams in the league, and the Falcons were just going about their business, doing what they're supposed to do. And then here we are, um, about 11 days away to one of the biggest games in franchise history. And then I believe that, you know, the way to separate the 98 team from this 2016 team win the Super Bowl. My expectation is that you are going to pick them here to beat the Patriots? I am. You know, uh, someone said to me that, you know, they see the Falcons losing to the Patriots. And then I said, Patriots, they're the old guard. It's time for a new guard. And it's time for, for another franchise to step up and be, be the poster child of the NFL. And I can see the Atlanta Falcons doing that. Take us back to 98 and that that obvious touchdown in the NFC Championship you have with Chris Chandler. You guys upset the Vikings, um, and then you lose to the Broncos. But a lot of people had you as underdogs in that Minnesota game, and you guys were triumphant in getting to the Super Bowl. Well, we knew that. We knew going into that game we would be underdogs. Everybody talks about the Vikings and their high-scoring offense, Chris Carter, Randy Moss, Randall Cunningham, and, and all those guys, and, and, and the defense with John Randall and others. And, and, you know, we were that team that, uh, like you said, the Vikings was uh, just strong with stars, and we were just a bunch of guys who, who just wanted some success and, and had fun playing with each other, and, and we went into that game and with nothing to lose. And we played loose. Even though we got behind, there was no panic. And um, 
you know, we felt that we can beat them, and, and that's what we did. We went out and beat them. Terrence Mathis joining us, former Pro Bowl wide receiver for the Falcons and, of course, spent some time with the Jets and a year with the Steelers. When you look back at that season, Terrence, is there a single story or a single moment where you look back and, and knew that you guys were going to be something special? Like, was there something during the season that happened or, or an anecdote that you have? We was 4-1, and one, and we were going up um, to New York to play the Jets. Mm-hmm. And we was riding a high whatsoever and um, we lost and the thing was we 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 got into the uh, locker room and and there was like a down feeling and um, Eugene Robinson stepped up and says hey what did y'all think was gonna win every game it's just one game and this is like a heavyweight fight we lost a round so let's just keep fighting and and let's see what happens at the end of the year and we got on the plane felt feeling confident yeah we 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 got beat in that game, and we got beat handily. They was more physical than us. They were faster than us. Um, they, they was one step ahead of us, but we brought it all together. It was that moment where we became close and decided that, hey, we have, we have something special. Let's go on this roll and see what happens at the end of the year. How good was Jamal Anderson? The guy had 1,800 yards that year. You had the dirty bird dance. I imagine he was just so critical uh, to your guy's success. He had so much confidence, and we had confidence in him. And, and we really felt that um, if we established that running game, it opened up the uh, play-action game, it opened up some one-on-one opportunities for Tony Martin and myself, and, and that's what happened. And the thing was, is if you load the box, Tony and I were going to beat you. If you decided to, to uh, drop the coverage, Jamal Anderson was going to beat you. So we had an antidote for everything that every defense had, had um, you know, game planned for us. Your kicker was important more than Anderson, and he'll he'll be on the show as well coming up. But it's amazing that, and I've interviewed him in the past, that he is not getting in the Hall of Fame here. He scored more points than anyone in the history of the NFL, the guys on two all-decade teams. Isn't he getting robbed here? He is. He certainly is. I think when a guy is the best at his position at all all time, like you said, he's the all-time leading scorer, why not him? Well, you, you say he's a kicker, but you got to understand how many games he's won, how many games he's kept us in. And, and the thing is, is that he's, he's very important to a franchise, and he was a very, very important to us. I remember times where, where, where it looks like we were going to lose, and, you know, we always, me and Morton, we, we sit there, and I said, Morton, where you, where you need the ball? Where do you need us to put the ball for you to kick the winning field goal? And he'd tell us, and we'd get there, and I'd come off to the sideline and say, is that good enough? He go yes, and he'd go out there and right through the uprights. He had so much confidence, and we had so much confidence in him. Anyone who plays twenty six seasons or twenty five, whatever it is, uh, in the NFL deserves to be commended. And the guy's got a hell of an accent too. I mean, how could you deny that? And he's a great guy. <laughs> yeah, I can see. You know, I can see if he was a quirky guy or a goofy guy or a loner whatsoever. But he was inclusive with us, and he was one of us. And we loved him being around us, and we loved being around him. What would it mean here for the Falcons to close out? I mean, it's closed already, but to finish the Georgia Dome with a Super Bowl and open up a new stadium as a Super Bowl champion? For the organization, that's huge. For the city, that's huge. For us 
Paz, Falcons, that's huge. You know, you always you talk about the team that went 14-2, and two, won an NFC championship, and went on to the Super Bowl, but we lost the Super Bowl. You're talking about one of the greatest teams in, in Falcon history, and the only way you can top that is go ahead and win the Super Bowl. And I think this team can do it. Looking at the future of the Falcons, is this could this turn into a dynasty, or is this something short-term, or do you see them being a winning franchise for years to come here? Well, what, what needs to happen is this, and, and I think this has kind of happened to us after the 98 season. Each guy got to stay involved hmm. and got to and keep buying it. You can't, you know, at some point, yes, there's going to be more money out there. When you win, there, there's people going to want you to play on their team because you have a winning attitude and you have a winning pedigree. But at the same time, there has to be something in you to say, hey, let's build a dynasty and let's stay together. And yeah, you're going to get the money. You produce, you win, you get paid. Um, case in, you know, that's, that's the nature of the business. And I think this team, they got a, young, a lot of young guys, a lot, a lot of young guys. And if they keep developing and you keep adding pieces, you can see this team um, vying for a championship year after year. Terrence Mathis joining us. Follow him on Twitter at Terrence Mathis. Of course, the former Falcon, NFC champion, a pro bowler. Um, what's to you the the biggest difference now and then as a wide receiver? You're seeing a huge difference in terms of showboating and and guys not worried about getting fined and Facebook lives with Antonio Brown. Does that kind of bother you at all? Well, you know, at the end of the day, they're marketing themselves. When when you see them on social media, or you know, you see all the highlights and this, you know, whatsoever, they're having fun and they're marketing themselves. And there's nothing wrong with that. Dion did it, others done it, and they become and those that have done it in the past have become very, very marketable. All they're doing is building their brand. I don't have an issue with it because it's just a game. It's a kid's game that adult men are playing. And and people have to realize that yes, they're getting paid a lot of money to do it. The only people that are bothered by it is those that are not fans of that team. There it is, Terrence Mathis. He, you're also a man of the year in 1998. That must be a cool uh, little thing in your trophy case. You know, it really <laughs> is because, you know, you look now and, and they do the Walter Payton Man of the Year awards whatsoever, and you look back to the year where, you know, I won it. It was not a really big fanfare um, whatsoever, but it, it was a great honor. Um, the thing is, I love my city. And I love being around the people in the city, and I just wanted to give them a piece of me and make somebody happy. If, if it's for an hour, if it's for a day, if it's for a year, or so on, that's what it was all about. You know, my mom taught me to give back, give back. You know, give more than you receive, and you'll be blessed. What are you filling your days with now? What are you up to? You know, right now, I have two teenagers. Um, I have a daughter that's about to graduate high school. I have a son that's a freshman in high school, and and I just followed his football career. I, I volunteered and helped coaches his teams whatsoever. And, you know, I do some personal trainer training. You know, I have some guys that been in the league. I got guys that are in the league. And, you know, I have more. And the thing is, is that, you know, when people say, what are you doing today, Tim? What's, what, what, what's, what's your day like? And, and what are you doing now? And I said, I'm just living a dream. <laughs> I'm True. just living a dream. You know, I had a, a great opportunity. I was truly blessed to play 13 years of uh, something that I wanted to do all my life is to play professional football. And, and one thing I said when I was done, I didn't want to 
you know, yeah, I, I still work. I'm not retired. I'm retired from football, but I still do things. But the thing is, I, I'm my own boss right now, and, and I love it. It's always good being your own boss. You know, you and Tom Brady share the fact that you were six-round picks and had success. Yeah, you know what? It, it's so <laughs> funny. Um, you know, you, we're about to play against Tom Brady, and I was a Tom Brady fan when he was at the University of Michigan because mm-hmm. I was a big Michigan fan. And I still am a big Michigan fan. Um, but at, And I root for Tom, you know, at, at times. But this time, I'm not going to be rooting for Tom as much. <laughs> Well, we'll see what happens. I'll be on board with the Falcons as well because I am a Jets fan, so I dislike uh, the Patriots, and I do not want to see Brady uh, get a fifth. So uh, riding with the Dirty Birds. Terrence Mathis, appreciate you coming on, man. Enjoy the game. Thanks for coming on the show. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate you having me on. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.